The brown cow went to town. I don't know. What are the exercises? You know the exercises, don't you? Yeah. Moses supposes his toes are roses, as Moses supposes erroneously. For Moses, he knows his toes aren't roses. For Moses supposes his toes to be. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today, it's just us. And Yay! <laughs> yeah, and we're going to talk about, I guess, the idea and what D&D is. I've had a lot of conversations this week about what players want and what DMs want and these, this kind of conflict of interest. And I thought it was quite interesting because I also have my own opinions, but at the time I was just a helpful ear to just kind of lean on. So to get it out of my system, I decided to just <laughs> put it down here. I think that's really funny that you even like suggested it because I was listening to a podcast on my way to work today about like just general DM questions. Like my player has a chaotic evil alignment like what do i do to help that and like the advice was like uh you have a conversation with your player and figure out why they want to do that and are they just being chaotic because they want to not have to make a decision or you know they can just be like whatever the fuck i feel like doing mm -hmm. and sort of having that like authority over your game and really what is the intent in playing so I didn't tell you when you asked, but it was very timely in my day. <laughs> I guess it was just timely for all of us. And we're all just kind of, you know, talking about this game that has become a part of our lives. At least from the people that I've talked to, they've put a lot of investment in time, energy, and of course they're going to have ideas of what the thing they're doing and what it means to them. And what are the rules we must kind of, not like follow, but believe in. Because I don't think that D&D &D is supposed to be anything. It's not supposed to be 100% action or 100% RP. It's not supposed to be anything. It is everything and nothing until the players and the DM come to a conclusion and talk about what it is. I just, so what it sounds yeah. like is that you want to have a very like consensual DM PC relationship. Yeah, because if from the two examples, it seems like they the player and the DM, and these are two separate people that I talked to this week, and there's two different games completely because they are like separated by a continent worth of Earth. <laughs> Anyways, that when a player or a DM decided to make a decision with the game both of them felt betrayed both of them felt like well why and i think that it there weren't wrong to have those feelings for sure and i think that you know the dm is not wrong for doing what or the player is not wrong for doing what they did because i think that we're all playing this game and we all have this belief and I do believe that everyone's trying to play the game with their best intentions and not trying to put one over or derail your campaign or anything. And I think that 
our idea of what the game is is going to be different for everybody because the rules aren't set in stone. It's not it's not like I don't can help me give me an example. What has set rules? Any board game that you play, Adrian. Heard. But uh, <laughs> I, I almost okay, so here here's the thing. I almost said chess. Chess has a set of rules, play style. There's no RP, there's no action. It's just like strategy. But you can play it in kind of a different way. There's people who play it competitively and people who play it for fun. And I think that, you know, with a board game, you know, you have that idea. But I think depending on the person, they're either like, I'm in it to win it and there's nothing you can tell me. And there's other people who just like, yeah, I'm just here to have fun with my friends. So even I think chess would be a good example of that because, I mean, there's no other rules to play, right? There's not like a house rule for chess. Yeah. Or at least that's not a game that tends to have house rules. Correct. Like Monopoly will have a house rule because I don't think anybody really knows how to play Monopoly without looking at the, the rules at least once. Because I know my family has a different way of playing it than what the rules are written in like whatever properties don't go on auction like they're supposed to they're just you know if you land on it then you get it cool neat yeah i don't know if you know that that's an actual <laughs> role it's like if, if you um, land on it and you don't buy it it goes on auction correct yeah yeah i've never seen anybody that plays that uh same but i mean i know that a rook can only move in like straight lines mm-hmm mm-hmm and I know that a pawn can only move two squares in its starting position, and then otherwise it can only move forward one or diagonal if it's taking mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I certainly don't think Dungeons & Dragons is a chess game. No, I think there are flexibility in those roles. So I agree with you on that first, that first point. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, but I think the, the thing that I'm also kind of like, it kind of doesn't matter what you play. There's always going to be people who decide how they're going to play. I, like, if I'm going against someone that I cannot beat in chess, I'm not playing to outright win. I'm playing to do my best and maybe get better. Or my only rule is like, okay, you know what? The only thing I want out of this game is to get the queen, and that's it. The other guy's like, I'm going to find the most precise way to destroy my enemy. And I'm just like, well, I know he's going to do that. So what are my goals? And I think that's something that, you know, you must kind of talk about during a game of D&D. &D. What are your players' goals and what are their wants, their needs? And, you know, as the DM, what, what are your wants and needs? Because you're important too. You're part of this game. Okay, Adrian. So where do you where do you set that up? Like you as the DM, where ideally would you set that up? I think personally what I've done is kind of talk about it at the get-go. Um, my expectations of the game is it's almost like a, I don't think it's 50-50 because I think we do a lot of RP. But I do believe that the expectation was set at the beginning, but also down the line, I reinforced what the players wanted by asking them once more, because I think that as you grow more attached to your characters or grow more, I guess, attached to the scenery in the, that aspect, you'll want something from the game 
a little bit more than you did at the very beginning. So at certain landmarks that weren't really specific to me, just I felt like, hey, I need a re-up on what, how my players are feeling and what they need. I think that I've done a pretty well job of narrating what needs to be said and asking them what they want, and I feel like I've catered to them. But in all honesty, me trying to cater to six people exactly how they need is not going to go 100% swimmingly. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's a little bit tough, and it's something I always kind of consider every time I finish like a, I guess, a section or a storyline kind of thing. An arc, if you will. Mm-hmm. There we go. An arc. And I think that it's very important to have those conversations periodically because I don't want my players to betray, be feel betrayed, but I also want them to know this is kind of how I've been going it. I'm okay with diversifying things. And like we've talked on the pod before that I'm railroad one of my teams and they didn't like that. And we kind of got into a like an argument and dispute. See podcast Daniel Traper, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it that's not how I should have acted. There should have been a conversation before that session that they told me on a Thursday they wanted to play that night. We had no school. I drew up a dungeon, and that's all I had ready. I should have came forward. Hey guys, I have nothing prepared but this. Can we play this? And if they said no, I'm like, well, then I have nothing really. So we're going to either go blind or we can do something else. And that's, I think that's fair as the dungeon master to let them know, like, this is what I'm up to. Like, this is how I'm feeling. And these are the, what the tools I have ready. Are you okay with that? Or do you guys want to do something else? Because you want to play the game that everybody wants to play. You want to be part of something. Like if you want your story arc as a DM to be, you know, the main focus, it's going to be hard if your players don't want to play that game too. If you don't have that conversation with them, how are they supposed to know that this is what you want? And also, if they you don't know that that's not what they want, then how are we going to play this game together? Amicably. I don't know if I said that right. So, okay. So you, Adrian, mm -hmm. just to reiterate and make sure that I have it squared away in my head because that's how we connect and I want to make sure <laughs> I'm right. No worries, no worries. Uh, you want to have that open conversation and make sure that your players and you are basically on the same page as to what they want their experience to be. And you as the DM are more likely to cater to what they want overall. Um, and then like having those periodic checks when whenever it feels natural to be like, hey, you know, it starts to look like you're going in one direction. I just want to make sure. And, you know, I want to be on the same page as you. I guess my question or does that sound like it's right? Yeah. OK, right. my question to you is how how much of like everybody's intake do you factor in and is it your ruling over the groups when it does become sort of an impasse of like there there are no agreements among my pcs are you the one who makes the final say or are you just like i'm going to figure out at a really happy medium even if i'm not happy as a dm 
if, if I'm not happy as a DM, I'm, it's not going to come out well. The, the game's not going to be narrated well, or I'm not going to put in the effort. And I think that I'm just happy to have, as at this moment, to have everyone be okay with all the shenanigans I've pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Last baddie getting away kind of stuff that mechanically probably doesn't lock super into the PHB, but thematically interesting intrigue i can't wait to see what happens next and i think that enough people have been like liking the way i've done it or at least i've heard that, that they are very interested in how i'm doing these things that I, I feel like i'm still on the right path and i'm okay to keep pursuing the path i've been i guess charting out in this campaign this is only just one campaign. So with others, I don't know if I'll do the same kind of job or if it'll be completely different. I think if the DM, if the players, if the DM sacrifices his fun, he's not going to be invested. And what's to stop him from saying, like, I don't want to play this anymore? Because any player can do that and any DM can do that. As I mean, because why waste your time on something that you're not invested in? So you, the DM, want to have basically ultimate control of this is my sandbox and I've listened to your requests and I've heard them and they have not fallen on deaf ears. However, this is what we're going to do. Or, you know, this is what I, I think would be best for the story because I'm sure that you have a little more of insight of what the ultimate storyline would be. If you don't do what you want to do as the DM, you're going to be b bored or uninterested. And if you don't do what the PCs say, they're going to be the same way. They're, why, why, why stay for a story they don't want to be a part of? It's a, it's a sandbox. It's our sandbox. And I'll, and I'll throw in the monsters that make sense. And I'll, and I'll try my best to incorporate those things. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be incorporated because sometimes some things are unrealistic. Like, hey, DM, I want more loot. And I'm like, oh, that means I'm going to have to make more powerful monsters and I have to make sure that the loot is fair and I may have to do this. Like, I think I can bring up one or two pieces, but it won't be necessarily like for that player. It might be for the general audience and then they have to decide on their own what they want the piece to go to. Because like, I'm not going to say like, oh, you said it, you're going to get that piece of treasure that you just wanted. I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that the piece of treasure kind of fits thematically. I can introduce it in an organic way and that it's fair that we all get something, but make sure that's not OP and breaks my whole campaign kind of thing. <laughs> I think I gave out like pieces of treasure because there's not too much treasure in Curse of Strahd. I dropped some stuff, just a little piece of everyone, because I felt gracious that they had stayed for so long in the campaign that I wanted to like give them something that kind of attuned to who they were or what they wanted in the campaign. I kind of gave that to those who kind of stayed the longest or who showed up on days that not many people showed up. I listened to those who want to be there or who have the ability to be there. I think that's fair. I think especially since a lot of your games tend not to be like personal friends or at least the, you know, the one, 
the one that you're playing that will be unnamed because I just want to see how long it can be until think, we say it. I think we already said it, but I'm not sure. I think you might have already said it. You know what? Scratch that. <laughs> I think that's a different that I think that's a viewpoint that works because you are referring to something where you don't have personal close friendships with the people that you're playing with. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I think reflecting on my own games, I've played with people who I have been friends with. I, I still have relationships with them. And I think having that innate trust already, I was just ready to whatever they wanted to do. I'm like, hell yeah, let's fucking go. So I think it may even just be a different dynamic with people that you know versus people that are just, they start off as strangers on the internet, <laughs> but then they grow to, you know, be friends or whatever it is. Yeah, no, I, I do think that everyone that I've talked to is considered a close friend at this point. I mean, I've spent most of quarantine <laughs> on Fridays and Wednesdays with them. I mean, and that was a constant. I haven't hung out with my friends in Lubbock or my friends in San Antonio as many times as I've hung out with these people this year. And that's just because of the circumstances. It doesn't mean I hate my Lubbock and San Antonio friends. Um, but I think that I do consider them someone that I can, like, talk to and hang out with. But, like, at a certain level as of right now. Because, like, we haven't met in person. And I don't have that relationship. Like, hey, let's go hang out at Dave's house in California. <laughs> but I think that there's going to be a point where I will have a discourse. And I don't, I think that that's something that these players that I have kind of mentioned without saying their names had, they had a deep belief and they had a deep want for this game that they play and it being kind of turned away from hurt them and made them emotional. And, you know, their feelings just kind of like, actually were touched <laughs> compared to just like and you know it's just a game but to them it's like i've spent x amount of hours in this and it's not just a game it's i've <laughs> i've invested in it you know it's not just a tv <laughs> show i am gonna cry when my mc my main character i'm like following doesn't get what they want right they fail they break up they don't get the thing that they're striving for i don't watch tv i'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> But I think that it, it makes sense for them to have those feelings and those opinions. I, I just thought like, well, you're not wrong and you, they're not wrong. I think that y'all are both have it, that understanding and that point of view. And I think that to say that, you know, they didn't see it the way I see it and I feel like that's wrong is a, hmm, I'm trying to select the right word. I think that I'm going to I'm throw my two cents in while you think. I think that touches on the like character, the PCs versus the DM and creating that like adversarial relationship. Or you can be the PCs and the DM and sort of go into the game with the understanding that we are all in this together and we're creating the best experience for everybody. And I think having that idea that it's not just the PCs having fun. It's not just the DM having fun. Like we are here for all of us. And just like we had to learn how to share and not maybe do everything that I want to do 
maybe we do something that you want to do and then, you know, I get to do the thing I want later. And sometimes it's going to be what we all, you know, it's, it's that, that dynamic of sharing and watching people grow in sort of their character development or their storytelling, you know, based on if you're talking to the PCs or the DM. Because I think for me, ultimately, the DM is responsible for the the culture of the game, right? So, so you, Adrian, put forth a huge survey before you started your Curse of Strahd game. Two huge surveys. Right? Yeah. So your players sort of, if they didn't, then I don't know if they were paying attention or not. But, <laughs> you know, they they had an opportunity to really sort of think about what they wanted out of this game. You gave them opportunities and you listened to them. And I assume because we've talked to at least one of your players, they enjoyed it. They liked it. So whatever you did is working for you and your dynamic within your group. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think anybody, even who may just have only listened to a couple of episodes of our podcast would assume that you're not doing anything in the best interest of your player characters. I think you are definitely catering to their experience and making sure that they are having a good time and putting yourself maybe a little second. But for, for what I, you know, for me, I think the DM is ultimately the, the person who is going to do the most. What's the word I'm thinking? the most storytelling background uh, no i'm not thinking storytelling <laughs> i think they're just going to be the one that influences the game the most i guess that's that sounds right what i'm trying to think yeah sure 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 uh yeah so i mean that's your that's your role i think that's the dm's role is to influence the game um you're going to throw in clues as to where they they want to go and I think it, it should be the role of the player characters to listen to the DM and say, okay, I hear that my DM is saying this, this, and this. I want to go do this thing, and maybe I can ask to see if we can go do the like side quest. But if I, my DM is really pressing me to go somewhere else, it's probably where they want me to go, and I should probably listen that's up to their discretion. <laughs> From what I've experienced, I, I, I literally, I, I, I hint at things what to do because sometimes they're like, what do we do now? I'm like, oh shit, I, I guess I've planned it, but I didn't tell them what to do. <laughs> and, you know, them choosing a path that goes away from the things you planned um, sucks, but... That gives you so much opportunity to just th throw in whatever you believe is in that direction. And if it's broken, it's broken and you tried your best, unfortunately. Because, like, you you try your best to kind of cater to the needs. And, yeah, I guess you're right that I do put myself second. But I think that makes me a happier DM. Because I'm playing the game I want to play with my players right now. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being, you know, evil, taking the things that, away that they wanted, just a bunch of stuff. But, God, this is... Sorry, real quick aside, this email notification popped up. I think it's for the D&D one, but it says, what's a, a rule 
your family puts into board games. And I'm like, oh, the fucking, they're listening to us right now. It's, it's Dean Degrees. Yeah, it's the Dean Degrees email. You got that too? Uh, I think it was the universe showing us that we were probably talking about the thing that we, need we should be talking about today. Yeah. Heard. I'll take it as all the universal signs. Heard. Okay. Now I'm trying to think about what I had left off on about right before you talked. Those feelings being raw, I think. And it makes sense. And I think they're all fair. I think. But I also think that it's unfair to say this is how the sh game should have gone. I think that there needs to be a conversation before that about what they believe the game is at the current moment. And just for everyone to see eye to eye and to either adjust their viewpoints from all or to, you know, try their best to argue their point civilly, not, you know, with anger <laughs> or like, I'm right, this is the way kind of mentality. Because for the... Those who believe in their way and them being argued at, they mentally will solidify in their ways because they feel like they're being attacked. They'll defend their ways mentally um, and verbally because that's an attack on the thing they've invested so much time on. I mean, like, what's your favorite show or that show shit? And you're like, uh, excuse me naruto is <laughs> the best and you know you get you get these kind of uh these outlashes about like their their own beliefs and my belief and this and that and i think that my humblest opinion is group storytelling and it's not like one narrator and a bunch of people under them no it's it's group they, there's no difference between the dm and the player the dm has a separate role yes and the players have a separate role yes but i don't believe that it's greater or lesser than any other role because on its you know on its own you can't have the game you can't have one dm and that's it or you can't have one player and that's it you need the group the group is what makes it so much fun because the people you hang out with, the people you make this story with, you'll be talking about it for a long time about what happened because y'all made it. Not because one person narrated the whole thing. Not because you got a lucky roll, but because y'all made it. You, Everybody was incorporated into this piece. So the whole is greater than some of the parts, if you will. Yeah, I think that's something I was trying to say, but I couldn't get it through my head. But yeah, I. this game is nothing without the parts. It's no fun if the DM is railroading you. It's no fun if the players decide they don't want to do this and then the, the DM portion of it is like, I don't know what to do now. Like, the game becomes incomplete. It, does, it, it, it works on its base level of moving forward and talking, but it doesn't work as a wonderful memory. The wonderful memories come from y'all making something together. I agree with you. I think... But you can disagree. I agree with you. <laughs> Just yell no, no, no. Me. I really... Ultimately, I really don't. I think getting to that point may be a little different for each one of us. Because I think you're a little... I think you're a little Tell more me. caring and actually take the effort into 
you know, grabbing your player character's interest before you start the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as if I pick that up as we're going. So yeah. I see that they got really excited about this. And so I'm going to include whatever aspect into my future gameplay. Mm-hmm. I think I might get some shit for this. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're a bleeding heart. <laughs> Adrian's hot take. Wow. But I also, you know, I think I needed to say it because I felt, I felt bad for not saying things, but I think that they just needed to vent. They didn't need my two cents. You know, that's what they needed at that moment. Um, but I have, I have things to say. I just want to make sure that at this moment, I know your life might be full of stress. So I'm not going to like battle you on something right now. Um, I'll battle you on my podcast. I will fight you all on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're my friends. And I I do believe that what they say is something important. So I wanted to listen. I hope so, because they're your want, friends. And I didn't want to tarnish that like moment of me listening with me interjecting with something potentially unnecessary at the moment. I think... I don't yeah. think... Go I don't ahead. think that was it at all because you you brought it you still brought it here so it was definitely something that hit something inside of you so I think that feeling you have is 100% valid easily you know you and I assume anybody who's DMing you want to create a fun and memorable experience for you and your players I I don't imagine that anybody would start this game without that idea or if you do like have a conversation about yourself and maybe your selfishness with the world around you <laughs> there's alex's hot take Woo. you're a dick look at what your look at your life <laughs> but yeah we're we're in this we're in this together right you're going down this long road especially with your game with it being around quarantine where we are isolated from our loved ones mm-hmm. and creating that experience or that connection. I'm really curious if your game has gone better because of the forced isolation that a lot of us are feeling right now. You know, maybe it's because of everything, just a perfect storm of it was the right campaign. It's the right people. And we're all reaching out for something to bring us closer to other people. Yeah. And that's really magical. I really, I'm really happy you have that in your life and I'm happy. And I'm hoping that other people have also found that and that maybe this resurgence of dungeons and dragons or other role-playing games have really brought people together, especially now where, you know, today is the last day of, you know, and recording time. Yeah. Today is the last day of this shitty fucking president. Um, <laughs> and where a lot of people felt removed, especially over the last couple of weeks of events, you know, the Capitol starting the new year, being really hopeful for 2021. And then almost immediately just being like, Oh no, just kidding. We still live in the same world that we lived in in 2020 and you know it's hard to it's hard because i think a lot of us are hopeful that everything gets better but 
um, maybe it's not getting better as fast as we want it to. Yeah, just because the sun ran a lap around us doesn't, or we ran a rap, lap, lap around the sun doesn't mean we're <laughs> something's changed in the world. <laughs> I like that one moment of the Earth is the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Or the solar system. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I a... teach second graders. You, that you got. That's all you get from me. <laughs> I mean, today we talked about how the sun is sunny and hot. <laughs> oh, is it like because of this, or like that's it? That was it. <laughs> Are the clouds cloudy? Sometimes it's cloudy, and when it's cloudy, it rains. Wow. Yeah, that's a great observation. Thank you. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> to be second grade again. I know. It'd be so great. No. <laughs> no, because then there's like puberty. Ahead. I was, I was, I was hating my nose. I think the nose was the worst part. Like... I have like hair on my arms like normal humans do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I was teased for. I have like normal hair on my arms and like my Asian next door neighbor was like, why do you have hair on your arms? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you see my eyebrows? Like, girl, I don't know what you're expecting from the rest of my body. <laughs> um, but she's a doctor and I'm a secondary teacher. So yeah, joke's on me. Joke's on me. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we're laughing. Because uh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh so we don't cry. Uh, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I think you you have a really good, I agree with the way that you think and play your games. But I also think we're a bunch of softies just, too. <laughs> I think we're a bunch of softies. So that, I mean, yeah, look, go. it's got to be a balance. I'm I'm here to like, it's my personality to be like, make a split decision. Like it's the DM ultimately of what the fuck is going to happen. So like, yes, I hear you, but I'm in charge of here. I know the bigger picture. So I automatically am like, okay, cool. It's me. Like, cool. It's me. But when I break it down and say it out loud, I'm going to sound more like you're you Adrian of like, yeah, it's like a, everybody puts their, opinion for it and i want to hear everybody and i want it to it is everybody um so if you want to play with me like we follow the rules or get the fuck out because <laughs> we're all in this together and if you don't want to be together then i can't help you yeah and i hope that this it's not the reason i feel like this is because i haven't had too many problems and i think that might be another thing why i have this opinion because i haven't had those experience with those players or with those dms so I might just, my viewpoint might be the way it is because I haven't had too much of a, someone to push back on what I was doing or someone that was, or me pushing back on a DM. So if you're an asshole player or an asshole DM, hit us up. Let's, Let's play talk. With you. Let's talk. <laughs> What's that? What Steven Crowder just like, um, prove me I'm wrong or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking asshat. Yeah, that he is. Um, so yeah, if you're an asshole player character or an asshole DM, or you want to be one of those things. Or you think we're the assholes, come by. Ooh. 
supposed to forge characters through blood, sweat, and tears, okay? That's the only way. <laughs> you and Skylar have to get over that fucking boy. <laughs> oh, that, that <laughs> if I post the campaign now or later, I can't, you guys will understand why she's tired of it. I don't know no. when, when this is going to post compared to that, but it's going to be great. That's true. If you have heard our the part of our Patreon campaign, you can hear the full episode by donating to our Patreon. Yeah, and then you can be a part of it if you, if you want to hear more of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got our next one coming up. I know. I need to start setting that up. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. My life, my life is an abyss. Uh, <laughs> that's fine did we hit all the, the the points that we've been needing to hit not all the points that you felt like you wanted to hit my my mind feels a little bit clearer um yeah do you feel lighter how do you feel i feel okay i feel like that uh, i i i don't know did i did i invalidate the other people's opinions no fuck them no, 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 okay. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. No. Just, just kidding. <laughs> um, or did it, did that, did me saying that invalidate me listening to them kind of thing? That's what I'm No, thinking. I think this is a big part of your life. So I think for you to have a solid opinion, it would be, oh, this is a place where you could. Like, you do have some level of authority. Yeah, some. Or <laughs> you should feel like you have some level of authority. You've been doing it for more than five years. You've had more than one campaign. Mm -hmm. You've had different types of campaigns. Yeah. You've run it as a player character and as a dungeon master. So I think we round up all of that. You should not have any, not a lot of guilt about having some sort of authority to it. Or authority of it or any of those feelings oh, okay well i just i like the people that i talk to i still want them to feel heard and well, but also i want not... i kind of want to be heard too <laughs> yeah i'm feeling unless you're, you're fired up i want to be fired up too <laughs> <laughs> i think unless you're just completely talking over them and being like yeah sure you know what you're talking about sweetheart and then just like pat them on their butt and send them on their way <laughs> I don't think you're invalidating anything that anyone's saying. Heard. Okay. I mean, that was just something that was in my head when you said, do you feel light? I'm like, well, there's one thing. Do you, I mean, do you feel, sometimes when you talk about the big feelings, you feel a little bit lighter because you've let them out. I mean, yeah, I do feel lighter. I just still had, I mean, there's always going to be something in my head that replaces that thing. Well, that's out of the way. Now let's put, unpack this shit show. <laughs> Hashtag anxiety. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's okay. No, I think that's that's a, a way of, of being. I think, you know, finding that, that balance of like, okay, cool, I've got that resolved. Let me just live in this peace for a minute and I feel <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Well, I think then we have talked about everything we need to talk about. Wow. That was a little nice, sweet episode, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know how I linked this to real world? Are you ready? Oh, go do do that. My God. <laughs> I had it prepared. I was ready in my, my head. I was ready. Um, all of this is a great consensual relationship conversation, right? Both of you are in it together or however many people are in your relationship. Um, and having that conversation and being open and honest to hear other people's sides and still having that understanding that, you know, everything that, 
your feeling is valid. I don't know if you were here for that today, but I held up my end of the bargain. (laughs) I think that's good. I think that, I mean, hosting something or being part of something is, is definitely a conversation piece for sure. I mean, how do you know if someone's like (laughs) official or not? (laughs) This argument she's like it's not official because it's not no no we're not talking about that we're talking about something else (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, because like oh we're not facebook official but we're like we're exclusive so it's like like that's 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 the only thing that matters if it's between y'all two (laughs) um so i had your arbitrary labels mean nothing to me (laughs) i just think that it is a conversation. What kind of, what is the label that you put on your relationship and what's the label you put on your game? Is this going to be hardcore? Is this going to be serious or just a fling? You know, is this going to be a campaign or a one shot? <laughs> and not being scared to label it or to find something that fits. Because I mean, it, whether it's your personality or your game, you know, exploring those different types of, titles or images or anything i guess labels yeah like that's that's part of life and i think i've struggled a lot of that with with a lot of my life you know coming out as anything other than straight but even now being in a relationship with that looks heterosexual which i'm not heterosexual and having that like But my life partner is, I look like I'm the norm, but then having that weird feeling inside of you being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, it's just like one example of something that I feel that I've gone through it and I know what labels fit me and I'm okay with that. And if other people are okay with that, then I'm okay with them. And if they don't want to be okay with that, then... Either they don't get the full version of me or I don't need them in my life. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm a pretty cool kid. So I think (laughs) if you reject somebody's images or somebody's labels of themselves and you're just like, no, that's wrong. You know, you're losing an opportunity to have somebody in your life who either is different from you and that you can learn from or that you know, and help you grow and change as a person or just like have that person in your life. Yeah. That was a little soapboxy, I know. That's okay. But I think that that the conversation of label, I mean, you don't want to be stuck in a campaign when you just want a a one shot, right? You're not going to be stuck in a relationship if you just wanted something different. The one shot? (laughs) Yeah. The one night stand. (laughs) (laughs) You just want the the one shot relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a a one and done. (laughs) Some people just want that. That's what they want. And you you need to have that conversation or else you're going to have a nastier conversation or argument down the line. I feel people's feelings are going to be hurt. And yeah, you know, I think that if you guys see something change in that relationship, you know, maybe have a conversation about it. 
so that you all are on the same page because this thing you do is something you all do together. Sorry saying y'all all the time. It's part of my vocabulary. <laughs> I think y'all is a perfectly acceptable uh, non-gendered way to address more than one person. I think it's just the Southern in me. No, I, I legitimately, because I never said y'all. Absolutely not. I said, hey, guys, like, hey, y'all. No, it's hey, hey guys. Hey, you guys. Right, because hey. my family's all from the North. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I, I have had conversations and thought about it, hey, y'all works. Um. My frame of reference is more Southern, despite the fact that I rejected it for majority of my life. <laughs> <laughs> because of all the other things that maybe people associate with the state of Texas. Uh, horses? I think chaos is good, non-gendered. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, I think that was a good correlation, and I'm, I'm glad you told me. <laughs> Um, cause it we gotta bring perfect. it to the real world every once in a while. We do, and we need to bring it to the game world every once in a while sometimes, too. <laughs> I think we, we stick in the game world. It's the it's the real world that we don't really want to face sometimes that truly, truly, truly uh, we avoid. Do you have anything else? I think I think I feel good. I like the conversation today. Awesome. I do really enjoy having you as a co host and I, I love our one on ones and I was thinking about that earlier this week of like we do have a lot of guests and they're beautiful and wonderful, but ultimately Adrian's my bro, and I... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, Ew. that dude over there, that's my dude. <laughs> yeah, no, and I know that you can essentially ground me when I'm just going all over the place, so I really appreciate that you are there to, like, hey, Adrian, over here. Like, Adrian, Adrian, come back. <laughs> I really want to know... I, I want the viewer feedback right now. Yeah. Do you like when Andrea and I get like soppy on each other? <laughs> like, no, bro, you're cool. No, bro, you're, you're cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think what we do is equivalent to like the dude, where's my car, like tattoo scene? I've never like, seen this movie. Oh, God. Did I just show my age? No, it was, it, I quit. <laughs> it was relevant in my time. And all the kids were like, oh, dude, where's my car? <laughs> dude, where's my car? <laughs> and I'm like, I, uh, what's going okay. on? So basically, the two dudes, right? Uh -huh. One has a tattoo that says dude. And one has a tattoo that says sweet. And they just go back and forth. And he's like, dude, what's mine say? Dude, what's mine say? Sweet. And it's just that, like, back and forth. <laughs> But I think it's a moment where they're just like, I really like your tattoo. But I'm reading it, but like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to look it up now. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> uh, you should. It's just a good trashy movie. Okay. It's okay. great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. You can join us on our Patreon for as low as $3 a month. For a whole $7 a month, you get some sweet swag and an access to our members-only Discord. If you want to get up to the $10 level, you get access to our AMAs and our one-shots. So join us on Patreon. Um, you can find us at patreon.com slash Twitter and Instagram at dndegreespod. 
we would love for you to rate us on wherever you can rate us on podcasts for podcasts. Um, send us to your friends and family. We would love to grow our listenership and we can do that with the help of you. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Go have some fun. Bye.